Welcome to episode six, I think. I think actually, so. I, I think it's six. Um, so we are actually in different locations right now. I'm in I'm in South Carolina uh, with my family, and but JT is still at the wine cellar. But yeah, thanks to Anchor, that. thanks to Anchor, we're just like in the same room right now, just recording through the app, which is sick. We thought it was going to be a lot harder. Anchor just makes things so easy this isn't even an ad it just does yeah we hope it sounds good we're not really 100 percent sure on how you know it'll sound in the end of the day probably yeah. a little bit worse but we're making the most of it um, yeah dude. yeah it's pretty solid also oh and shout out uh shout out carter hollis he's been helping us with editing sound and like adding in music and making us sound a little bit louder and better over these past few episodes so shout him out he'll probably be a guest soon honestly um, yeah, definitely. yeah so yeah a little bit of a different episode today um one, because we're in a different spot. And also, we actually don't have a guest. JT and I are just going to kind of talk about a few topics on our own and just see how it goes. I, th- I think it'll be pretty fun. Yeah, it was a choice we made. Sometimes we want to mix it up, you know, be ourselves. And, um, you know, me and Pegs are, have a really good dynamic, and we think it'll be a really good episode. Yeah. All right. Um, let's, let's, let's get to it. Let's do it. So here we go. Uh, episode six. We're, as I said, in different spots, but we're getting it done. JT, dude, I feel like it's like weird. You're in the wine cellar by yourself right now. Yeah. It's a little eerie, dude. It's almost like a horror movie vibe. Um, it's definitely uh, it's definitely way more spacious. I'm six foot seven, if you guys don't know. So my legs are very tight when I'm in there. And uh it's almost like an airplane where I have to tuck my knees away, but now I can kind of like be spread eagle, you know, I'm loose. That's clutch, dude. Yeah. 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 Or like a train. I've been on a train right. before and it's just like a struggle. You have to take I mean, like, was you crazy. To take like we, the outside seat. <laughs> when, the, when the metro is like packed like that, like, whew. Yeah. I mean, I've been on some plane rides where my knees are like, like on like whatever Spirit or Delta where my knees are just digging into the scene in front of me and I'm just in pain within the first 20 minutes of the ride and it's like a six hour flight and you're just like yeah that sucks and you also I'm not like, complain about being tall tall being a tall person is something i've always been happy with but it it does um have its downfalls in moments like that yeah no definitely i was actually so mm-hmm. we we drove down to south carolina it was like a, we woke up at like 5 a.m it was like a 14 hour drive and i'm not like I, so i was in the back uh like behind my dad, because you know Dwight True, you gotta sit on the side of the driver. Not just kidding, Mark, but that's facts. Um, <laughs> uh, but I like my knees were like really starting to hurt. My legs were starting to hurt, and I can only imagine like you, like yeah. a long car ride. Like that sucks, dude. That's yep. Brutal. The one thing that's nice though is like for things like that, like people just give me shotgun. Like yeah, just, it's like, just like oh, KT, you have shotgun, and I'm always like, oh no, like it's okay but in my in back of my head i'm like dude they better like, fucking fuck, give yeah. me shotgun or i'll be <laughs> fucked you know what i mean i think yeah we did that when we drove to new hampshire last summer uh, our friend yeah. frank drove us up and like i think you were you had shotgun unlocked. i mean it's only fair. yeah and <laughs> everyone i don't think anyone chirped me but like no. if that comes the responsibility of the aux cord and then it's a lot right. of pressure on me right um, that's facts which well, i'm cool with. i can take it on but it's a job you yeah know? yeah no definitely i would say being tall Overall, my experience with height has been like a very interesting thing throughout my life. Because at a very young age, it was cool to be tall, but just because it was just a cool thing to be. But in your adolescent stage, you're so like, I was so tall. I was too tall for my own good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was, I it's, you're, you're too tall for your body to catch up and you're right. so skinny and awkward and stuff like that. Right. Great for sports. I'll never complain about that. I love, I loved being tall for sports, but, um, I can only imagine the kids who weren't athletic. I mean, that would suck. I mean, yeah. I, I was definitely a decent athlete, so I was able to like have the perks of being tall. But man, if I wasn't if I wasn't using it on the court or on the field, I would have been just you know tall for nothing, and that would have been yeah. depressing, you know. Dude, if you're because also like at your height too, like I feel like you're kind of line where like you're just clear. Like if you're that tall, everybody's gonna ask you if you're a basketball player, you know? Right. Like, I'm if you're so six, lucky that seven, I'm a basketball player. I know. Yeah, like if you're six, seven, six, six or up, I feel like everyone's just gonna be like, Oh, like you're a basketball player, right? And like if you're not, you're like, No, 
No, I'm and then they're just disappointed. It's just like, like a moment of disappointment, you know? It's just like, wow, really? Because if I was that tall, I would have been a basketball right. player. But it's like, like, oh, this kid was probably just not athletic, right? Dude, dude, it's so it's crazy. Like, uh, we were talking about this the other day, but like with basketball and stuff, like you told me parents or like kids mm-hmm. on your AAU basketball teams, they'd be like, man, like if I had your height, like it'd be yeah. over. And you're always like, no, like if you had my height, <laughs> you wouldn't have any of your attributes that you do right yeah. now, like speed. I, I always or, like, say that. Yeah, it's true. Because I guess I'll elaborate on it because, you know, growing up, it's like the reason you're so tall, right? So they automatically throw you at center, at power forward, at those positions, right? And so you're never really working on the skills that you work on to be a guard. Right. But at the same time, you're also like, as I said earlier, too tall for your own good. So you know, everyone's a little awkward, a little lanky, a little bit, you know, not really sure about their footwork, a little unsure about their movements. But I always thought like, if I was shorter, I would be so much more agile. I would have got stronger, quicker in my life. I would have been, you know, able to jump consistently high. Like uh-huh. for me now, I'm getting to that point. But like as like a 13 year old, I wasn't moving the same as other younger, you know, guards and stuff like that. And they always, and I always had kids come up to me and say that, man, if I had your height, I'd be so good. It's like, nah, dude, you're five eight, and you were done developing at age eleven. All right, right. I don't want to hear it. Right, right. No, it's true because like you. It's obviously it's an exaggeration, but no, no, no. Like it's, it's, but like I feel you though because it's something you have to like come into. Like you don't like, right? At, how, like I don't know how how tall were you when you were like thirteen? Can you like do you remember? I was like, probably close to six foot, six foot right. probably, and that's like which tall, is way too like, tall. You're as you were as tall as what I am right now when you were thirteen. Right. Because I'm like I know. So like it's just like you have to like come into it, which you have, but like obviously like. Yeah. It's just, it's just me, but I'm, I'm just... almost 21 now and I've just now get like I, I consider myself a guy who stopped like fully developing like into my body like like stopping growing literally like a couple like 10 months ago probably right no which literally. is crazy to think about you, yeah you just kept getting taller yeah it's facts but I would say overall like I'm, I don't like to complain about my height and whatever because I know long term I'm always going to be glad I was I think I think that the perfect height is about like six four six three probably but I'm never going to complain about my height because I think it's just awesome to be tall and like just a cool thing to be. But at the same yeah. time, I don't like the stigma that comes with it that like, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, like think that they'd be something if they're this tall. I don't right. think that's, yeah, that's the only thing I'm there, frustrated with. There's like, there might be stuff expected from you automatically. It's like, right. I'm exactly. not like Shaq. I, I'm just not right. like, Shaq's also an amazing athlete. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just because he's tall. You know, like people love people love to do that. I would right. say for you, Pegs, you were probably I'd say an above average height. What would you What would you say with your height experience growing up? How would you describe it? Probably pretty average because, like, I don't know, ele- like elementary school and middle school, I was probably above average. But then, like, everybody actually started to grow, and now I'm probably on the shorter side. I don't know. I'm probably average. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I think I'm like five eleven and a half to be exact. I'm I would think I think the male but, average, like worldwide, is like five eight though. Right. Right. Right, and so... Um, but the States is probably, like, a little taller, I'd say. I think it probably is, just because, yeah. like, I don't know. It just is. Five, but, nine, um, and probably. But, yeah, I don't know. Mine's, like, pretty normal. Like, I don't know. I wasn't even that big of a basketball player. Like, I played, like, rec league. But, like, w- in elementary school, I do remember being, like, a big man, which is weird to think about because, like, yeah. I'm not that at all right now. But like, it's just funny. Like, yeah, it is funny. in fifth grade, I was, like, our center. Like, what the fuck? Like, Because you were just, because you just developed earlier, I'd say. Right, right. Just so just the height like, early. It just, know? like, worked out that way. And, that, and then in, like, high school rec league, I would, like, play guard and, like, sh- act like I was a shooter, even though I wasn't. Right. So, like, it, like, <laughs> so, like it's No, it's funny, just, it's but, funny, dude. It's very funny. Dude. And it's funny that girls actually develop earlier than us and are, like, I, we're always behind, I, I'd say, in terms of, like, maturity and stuff like yeah. that. It's very, yeah, it's very that's interesting. Yeah. That's, I remember that being, like, a thing, like, we both went to Oxford Ridge Elementary School, shout out, but I remember, mm-hmm. like, parents would talk about that, like, oh, like, you have a really boy-heavy class, like, they're all gonna be, like, rambunctious and, like, dumb and, like, not, like, just not yeah. be as, like, mature, which is, like, definitely true, I feel Probably like. true. Um, yeah. Let's be real. Just looking back, uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> but, dude, you know, um, I'm, I think our friend Connor, our last guest, we were talking about this, but I think it was Genghis Khan, I could be wrong, but it was some... Asian, uh, uh, like con conquer. No, not a conqueror. Not like that's Spanish. Like a conquistador. Whatever. He was like a dictator, and he like conquered the land. No, that that is true. He was a conqueror. Yeah, yeah. conqueror. That's a word. Yeah. If he and if if he ever uh, came upon someone who was taller than him, he just killed them. And that what a mindset to have. Yeah. 
I mean, that's like, just the definition of Napoleon complex yeah. being insecure about your height, right there. Please, like, oh, like, and that, and by the way, Napoleon complex that exists. Oh, absolutely. that is a big thing in society for personalities. There yeah. are, I, there are people who are angry about their height and they never get over it and they right. take it out on other people. Which, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't actually. Unlo- like, it, I like, agree. Ever, like, who cares how tall? You, like, it's not made a difference. But no, you're totally right. Like, people just like it's like a chip on your shoulder. Right. I don't know. Like, I guess you don't need to have, but no, it is funny, dude. It's definitely a thing. Like, there's no doubt. Like, I, I think, I don't know, it becomes less of a bigger deal when you're older. Like, some girls right. say, like, oh, like, you need to be at least six feet. Like, fuck off. Whatever. But, uh, dude, that's, I hate that. <laughs> I mean, just here's my thing if you're a shorter dude and you're insecure about your height, and obviously it's a, it's a, it's a very, like, biased perspective for me of all people to say this, but I mean, just if you're really insecure about it, I would just date a girl who's shorter than you then. Yeah. Just aim for girls. If that's a big deal for you and you're obviously insecure, like, go for that. Right. You know? Right. Like, who, yeah. No, that's, that's fast. But in my opinion, I don't think height matters. Like, I'm super tall. I don't need a tall girl. I don't like I, I don't think that matters I think that there's also I know friends who like they're like I don't know if they're joking or not but I've had many people say like oh dude the girl I'm gonna get with she's gonna be tall so my kid is tall that should not like play a role in your decision making <laughs> dude that, like, that yeah. is so crazy to me or people who are like like uh people say like yeah I want my kid to be a good athlete like that's yeah. that's such a roll of the dice like, dude, like, like no offense, both. like if you want your kid to be a good athlete that bad, like he's probably not gonna be a good athlete. Yeah, if you like pressure him and you're like, like chill out, coddle him. Yeah, like yeah. If, if you have the genes, just trust that your one of your kids will have the genes too. Yeah, all right, bro. Like, and I don't. I so like, it's not like if I. That's the other funny thing. Like if I like have kids with a girl who's a great athlete, like there's a fifty percent chance he's not gonna be. He or she isn't gonna be a good right. athlete because I'm not a, that good of an athlete. So like, it's just not like. But it's what are you gonna do? Decision. You're gonna make you're gonna put that kid in the gym at age seven yeah. and like like food is like, like, like mentality. Like old woods, I'm gonna have him like two years old, like hitting hitting the golf range and like making <laughs> bang. Like it's so funny, dude. No, no but, but it's, it's, it's it's those kids always end up the most messed up. Is oh, when they're trying to yeah, like they're dude. trying to live out their dad's insecurities dude. growing up. Yeah. You know, dude. There's like Netflix shows about that. Like uh, even moms or dads, like parents that are just like so hard on the kids for sports. Right. It's just like. It's so obvious. It's just a mistake. Like I don't know why it's anybody does it. Such a mistake. It's, and it's just also such a mistake. So selfish. Like, oh, I'm trying no, to better my kid. Like, no, you're not. You're just trying to make money so your kid can go pro and do commercial. Right. Like, that's all it is. Or, or you're trying to make up for you not doing stuff through right. them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they're trying to live it out. Like, right. my thing is like, and that's I, I'm going to be. It is definitely selfish. But my thing yeah. is like, I'm definitely going to force my kids. Like, no, I'm going to force them to try everything yeah like i'm like, gonna make because i think athletics are i value them really highly just in terms of like growing up as a person and like the lessons they teach you so i'm gonna make them try them all if they don't like them that's gonna be the end of the story you know what i mean and then they can right. go back to them if they grow up and they like them later but i'm definitely gonna i think i'm definitely gonna be the dad that forces kids to try them i don't know what do you think about that i don't yeah i mean i um i'm gonna like make sure they do like stuff i don't know if it'll necessarily be sports i mean i feel like my kid probably will be in the sports i hope he is I, he yeah. is he is and that's kind of a bad thing to say but like i want to be able to watch sports with somebody you know but uh, no like, i don't that, think it's a true. bad like, like you know what i mean what's that i don't think that's a bad mentality no sure. yeah no it's not it's not because they are valuable and like even right. like my parents didn't like make me do anything obviously but like I, they totally were like let me do they let me try whatever i wanted which is like definitely what you should do right. um like i and i learned like i tried third grade i djfl the first year we were allowed to play tackle football i did um third grade djfl tackle football and i cried you probably, the, you probably would I, never forget some stuff from that. I, I cried through the entire season uh and i hated it um and i learned i was like okay i'm not a football player i'm not a contact sport guy i hated mm-hmm. putting the helmet on it was tight on my ears so yeah. i stuck with baseball you know what i mean like and i learned early like they taught Dude, me that taught me a lesson so how bad were football helmets worst ever Worst oh my ever. god dude like that's what's like dude that's like underrated how bad those are for your head like it's just constant pressure against your head squeezing your head i'll never oh forget that gosh. like my ears would be like purple and like i didn't like i don't know it's just not something i factored in when i wanted to play football but like right because you didn't think about pads it. like that shit right. sucks as a third grader like, oh i feel bad gosh. for my mom dude because she dealt with all of it both yeah. my guys but like that sucks yeah. like and it, I, I played yeah go on 
I was, I was going to ask you, did you play football in third grade? Because I feel like it's kind of yeah. an early age to start playing tackle football. And, and yeah. I know some okay, parents... First, yeah, like it's it. definitely too early. Let's just establish yeah. that. Third grade for tackle football, yeah. especially when everything is through the run game, too. Yeah, it's like, like every single play is a running play. So it's, it's just, just head it's, down. No just one knows smash mouth, tackle yet. Destroy it's your smash head mouth Big Ten football for like eight-year-olds. <laughs> like, it's crazy. And dude, the dads, are, I'm, I'm not trying to take away from the dads. I just think the dads weren't, they're not like obviously like health aficionados. And so like you're going into these games and you're just not being, t- and you're also a third grader. Like if you're good, you're probably throwing your head first at people trying to like right. just take them down. Like, and so like, I think that as we grew up, like CTE and all that stuff came out and like, things were being changed and I played football up until sophomore year and it was definitely a different attitude when you're older and smarter and stuff like that but as a kid man that is dangerous I don't know I'll probably let my kid play tackle football at like age 11 if he's like dying to play but I'm not eager to let him play that's just my take I no, me neither dude I, I know a lot of kids who ended up being like great football players in our town and were like starters on the high school team. They didn't play until like, and they were great athletes. I don't think their parents let them play until like sixth grade, which like, which could be beneficial. What's that? It could be beneficial. Totally. Because like you can actually like third grade, you're not actually like you said it, you're not actually learning how to tackle, which is the most dangerous part. Like learning how to actually, like nobody is actually learning how to correctly tackle somebody in third grade. Like it's just not happening. So I don't think it's valuable at all, but so will I, you let will, will you let your kid play at all though? Because we, we don't know where it's gonna. So me, me and you might have kids that this might be like a, a problem that we are going through like twenty years from now, you know? Yeah. Or, no, th- or even thirty. So like, I wonder where we're gonna be at mentally with tackle football for young children. I mean, the science could change. We yeah. could see different numbers. We could see different benefits and no, totally I think yeah. I mean, if so, me personally. Um, no, I will. I like right now. I don't think I'm gonna let my kid play football in elementary school. Like, just yeah. that's my first thought. Like, I just I think it's way too early. I don't think you're actually learning any beneficial skills. I think the only thing that might happen is you might get hurt, and that's just gonna ruin football. Right. So I think waiting. If if it's like sick. If middle. If it's if my kid's middle school age, and like our town has a like junior football league, and my kid like comes to me and is like actively like, yes, I want to play. Right. You got him um, covered. Then yeah 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 because like that, but I'm not gonna like you know make sure they seek it out. I don't. Not know. only like, that, let you, you let them go, and you're like, all right, let me tell you the tale of Saquon Barkley real quick, and show you some film, and then we're gonna get going to the facts. Because then it's they like, actually, if you're yeah. about it, we're about it. You know, we're yeah. going all in. You know, <laughs> then, then that'll be the crazy dad who's like, you will be like Saquon. I'm making you, and I'm. Like, are you gonna be the the dad who's like gonna coach his kids uh, sports teams growing up? Like, are you gonna be one of those dads? <laughs> I'd like to say I am. I don't know. I like. I think it seems fun, dude. Like it seems so much fun. I, th- I think I want to. I don't know though. I think I. I think I definitely will for um for basketball. Like if my kids end up playing basketball, I even if it's a, if a girl or boy, like I would love to coach that like, youth basketball just because. Dude, yeah. I've done it with um. Like, I've coached at like sports camps and stuff like that, and like it's right. actually very rewarding when the kids like come together and like listen oh, to you yeah. and like really like work together. It's very cool. To no see. doubt. I yeah no me and um me and my friend Connor coached my both my little brothers uh when we were in high school we po- we coached their like middle school teams and it was like so much fun like yeah no it's it's definitely a, a good experience so I, I I think I will but who knows we'll see it's funny um, coaching style is very interesting for like youth sports like there are like you would be surprised how many coaches growing up in different various sports come in with like a Tom Coughlin, like, no-nonsense coaching attitude. Like, how how are these guys determining that's the way to do it? I know. I know. That is interesting, dude. Like, because you'll have, yeah, like, I have youth coaches or from baseball or football or basketball, like, looking back, like, damn, like, that guy took it so seriously. Like, that's- Not only that, is that he probably had anger management, too. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Which yeah. is just remarkable that these guys are just the ones in these positions. I know. Well, it's because they're, like, a, there's probably not enough volunteers, and they're, like, so right. into doing it. But those are right. usually the guys that are, like, I remember having coaches like that, and I'd just be going home, and I'd be, like, riding home with my dad, and I'd be, like, damn, like, I just feel bad for that coach's son. Because he's right, definitely, like, then, laying into him right now. And that like, kid can never him. quit. He can like, that's, never yeah, quit. Like, that's too. sad. And, like, not right. fit at all. Like, that sucks, dude. Because that, that's going to – that the that parent is going to, like, ruin sports for that kid. Like, and it almost like, makes sucks. me – 
it almost makes me like feel like I have to be involved then as a parent because then it's like another guy would be doing it and I know I would do a good job. So right. I feel obligated in that sense, you know? Right. And I don't yeah. want my kid being coached by some bum, you know? No, yeah, that's actually a great point. I, yeah, I don't want, yeah, that's, that, so that's, that's more, even more reason to do it. Mm-hmm. No, I feel that. One thing that um, I'm not even considering, and, and you know more than I do, but I don't have any sisters. Like, I've just grown up in an all-boy right. family. And, like, if I have girls, like, it'll just be funny, like, I don't know, like, I very well might be coaching youth girls basketball. And that's just, like, funny. I don't know. It's yeah. funny, <laughs> it's like, funny, but I think you'd be surprised. It's, I think it'd be way easier. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I have yeah. experienced like my sisters. So I have three sisters and I grew up right. and I went to their youth sports and my dad actually, my dad actually never coached me, but he made a point to coach my sisters. I think, I don't know why, I don't know what his huh. decision was on that. I think he I wanted to let me go. Yeah. It, it is interesting. He talks about it sometimes. Um, he wanted to just kind of stay out because he knew, I think he knew I was going to be really involved with sports. And I don't think he wanted to like add any more pressure on me. Right. Like what you were that. saying, but my sisters, he was involved and he did kind of like, put the time and he's this big softball coach um and he always said like Wait, the girls what? like i didn't know that are, all. that's so funny yeah i know he, he was a big time softball coach yeah. for like years and huh. he always talked to me and he was always saying like yeah they're actually way easier than boys to like rally them and kind of just give a message and get everyone on the same page right and well, that can yeah, speak to what of... we were talking about earlier with the maturity right. of developing at a young age no that's definitely a good yeah no i can see that because like yeah we were just talking about that just being more mature at like an earlier mm-hmm. age. Like even um, like I said, when I was coaching like eighth graders, yeah. some of those kids were, and there were boys, like some of those kids were assholes straight up. It's just impossible so. to just get them to like, just like buy in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they're, they just run around and like, and I'll be like, mm-hmm. come on, like, can you just care a little bit? Right. But looking like, back at myself in eighth grade, I was probably like the same way. So right. no, that's, that's definitely a good point. Um, fascinating. But it's what funny you, that's, like, sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to ask you, like, I think it's actually pretty interesting. I mean, we both grew up with, like, pretty much the opposite in terms of, like, gender within our family. Oh, yeah. It's totally a different dynamic. Like, growing up, like, I was obviously super into sports and stuff like that. And, like, you and your brothers are all, like, pretty, like, not, I wouldn't say you guys are all the same or similar. You guys mm-hmm. have different interests and stuff like that. But, like, I mean, you're, at the end of the day, you're both boys. You're all boys, you know? So, right. it's very interesting just looking at the different dynamics of I us know, I, growing it's, up. It's funny. Like, I try to think about, like, if I did have a sister and how it would change our family dynamic, I guess if, if she were the, if I had a sister who were, so I have two younger brothers. And if I had, say I had like another sister that was the youngest, like she would probably be like pretty similar to us. Cause she would just have to be, I mean, she'd be a girl obviously, but like, I bet she'd be in sports and like, could just cause she'd, she'd have no choice. <laughs> right. No, it's just funny. Like, you know, what's funny go ahead. is that it, it would change your mom a lot too. I know, I know. It would make her, it would make your mom's like day to day experiences a lot more different than like what it is now. I think your mom, I think she's such a like boy mom now. Like she's, she's totally, totally like, yeah, she's yeah. totally used to it because she's had three of you. You know, right, you, right. you guys are all menaces growing up. So, right. No, it's definitely interesting because like she, you no, know, it is funny because like we totally, I mean, she's like such a, she's like a bigger Giants fan than I am. Like she's, which is, which is hard to be. Yeah, yeah, and she like yeah. she's like, which is funny, and it's just because of us, like growing up, like being into those Giants teams that won the Super, went to the Super Bowl, and all that. Like that, that we were we were just so into it, and now, like I'm definitely, I would say I'm a bigger. Um, I mean, I cover Penn State football, so I'm more into Penn State football than I am into the Giants. But mm-hmm. she's definitely a bigger Giants fan than I am. Just like day to day, just screaming at the TV when right. Manning, you know, fucks up or which is Dan- so awesome. Which is Daniel so Jones awesome. fumbles. Yeah, no, I'm lucky, right. dude. Like I'm really yeah. lucky. That, yeah. It's awesome. That's so. awesome. And I, I'm lucky too with my dad. My dad's such a big Bears fan, such a big Chicago sports fan. But none of my sisters even like care. Right. And it gets to the point where like I get frustrated with them even just sitting down watching a game because the like it's almost like it's like a a lesson for them. You know, it's like, oh, what is going on here? And I'm like, this is like the like this is like a Bulls playoff game. Like, I'm not in the position to like educate someone right now. Right, this right. is like a huge deal in my life. You know, like I need to lock don't in. get it. Right, they need me here. Okay, like I like, <laughs> like I'm very important right now. I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah, which looking back, it's like, oh, really, Jack? Like, what an asshole. But it's like, dude, like this is like we. I don't think I think sometimes um people don't understand how big sports could be in someone's life i was just gonna say that dude it, i was literally that's exactly where i was gonna go, go like a I, lot of when, there's a lot of people like us out there pegs yeah and like when people say like oh like 
rabid sports fans are weird. Like, I think, you know, some, like, I'm a pretty, uh, what's the word? Uh, I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious, you know, <laughs> but I, I, I understand how people might think that's weird. Like me and my brothers have like routine. We used to have routines before Penn State football games and stuff. Like we do the same thing every morning, but like sports do matter. Don't tell me they don't like they absolutely do. They could absolutely like change somebody's outlook on life or like a big win, like can bring a community together. And like people who like say like, oh, it's weird if you're a big sports fan, like get the fuck out of here. Sports matter, you know? I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with you because honestly, like, look at the world right now. I'm not trying to like talk about anything else going on, but we haven't had sports in how many, and and every, it feels like everyone's just kind of going a little bit crazy, like in their heads, like, especially me, like not having sports. Like I'm just addicted to the news. I'm addicted to things that are just past. I think sports, they're, they're so underrated in terms of how people pass time and right. it's just a nice thing to follow it's almost an escape to the it's like escape to like a little private thing that you can kind of right. just like obsess over and just kind of right. read about and it's constantly changing there's so much news and information and and man when, when your team it's it's funny there's no other bliss than your team who was struggling like obviously like i'm not a huge chicago cubs fan but when they won in 2016, just seeing the look on my dad's face when he's just yeah. never seen a Cubs team prevail, like that is like there's there's no other feeling like that in in it's life. Priceless, dude. It's priceless. Yeah, it, it's it's awesome. No, there's no doubt. Um, but yeah, no, same thing. Like when um after like when everything happened, like with Penn State, like the scandal and stuff, like it was awful. Like that was a shitty era. It was right. so hard to be a Penn State fan, and then. Saquon Barkley and Trace McSorley and all those guys, they win the Big Ten Championship, and we were there for it. And, like, I'll mm-hmm. never forget that. Like, that's that was such a, like, awesome moment. It meant so much It's, it's not so. just, like, oh, they won their 11th game that season. It's – this has been – like, it's just – if you really have indulged in it the past decade and you've just been right. following it and putting in this time and this effort and care, and mm-hmm. it's just amazing, man. And no I, doubt I, hope, yeah. I hope that one day we, like, kind of really, like, can, like, take – like, that's why – that's why another thing, like – when sports become political, people are like, oh, I don't like that. But they're so important. Those platforms are so big. There's right. such an important space for people. It's so big when athletes would speak up and use their platform. Dude, no doubt. Like, you look at, like, I mean, LeBron or, like, I think, like, Cristiano Ronaldo has, like, the most followers on Instagram. Or he's, like, mm-hmm. somewhere near the top. Like, the followings that they have is, like, I mean, they are celebrities, like, they, obviously. So, like, they, and they have the same platform that. A right. lot of politicians or like any anybody else does. So yeah, no they doubt. definitely reach younger people better than almost anyone. That's kind yeah, of how I look at it. Yeah, uh, I that's think that like point. there's yeah. no one there's no one that can really like relate. Like those guys also a lot of times I like the athlete perspective. I think I think people underrate how important an athlete perspective could be at times because a lot of these guys are w- without biases. They just kind of grew up and they just happen to be really good hard workers and maybe right. they had some talent. But a lot of them, a lot of athletes are people that grew out from lower class or lower middle class. And they have a really a true perspective because they're like very tied to their roots. But at the same time, they're just hard workers. So right. I, li- I actually like people say, like, I don't like listening to their perspective. They don't know. I think I actually like it. I think it's actually a pretty interesting perspective. I think it's super interesting. I think it's frustrating when people are like, you know, oh, like, come on. Like, I, I follow you just because of like how good like i just follow you because of your athletic ability like i don't want to hear your like political takes and it's like right. well you can, i don't think you can pick and choose like they're people too like i don't think that's fair like, like so. but, but you listen but you listen to your sisters like heavily right. it's right. like who's right. whose perspective's better at the end of the day right. the one who right. the one who's like rose from the bottom to the top or your sisters like i don't i don't understand like who i just don't really get it sometimes right. just, i think a lot of it does stem from like it's also like what they're saying. If they don't like what they're hearing, it's like okay. Then, like for an example, everyone lo- everyone was trying to defend Drew Brees from the conservative side, and everyone was trying to, um, you know, cancel Drew Brees from the other side. And it's like okay, well, it's just because Drew Brees is saying what you want him to hear, saying what you don't want him to hear. Exactly, it, it has everything to do with what they're saying at the end of the day. Dude, the content exactly, it, and it's sim- it goes even bigger than sports. Like people who will um, people will say like, oh, like I'm no longer a fan of so-and-so i'm not gonna buy their jersey because of what they said like are you not gonna like are you gonna like disown a family member because you have a different political take right i like, never you can't just listen to what you agree with like i it's not like that's just such a stupid mindset like and i actually do i actually do have hope that our generation will come differently on these things i hope so dude 
I, I really, I really do, man. I, I really do believe in our generation. I think we're the most educated generation of all time. I think we're the most informed generation of all time. And while there is negatives to like social media and things like that, I actually think overall we're gonna be the most um, like we we can see. I think our generation will see things the most empathetically, if if you know right. what I mean by that. Like I think right. we'll, no, I, I could see yeah, that. we'll see them as the so... most perspectives. Yeah generation as a whole is such like an interesting thing like my shout out my dad right. he talks about it a lot like he roasts our generation like a lot of people do and then mm-hmm. he says he roasts um the one ahead of him the baby boomers and he was he he uh, his take and a lot of other people's take that are i forget what his generation is called but he was born in 1972 so like he think he said a lot of the people in the generation ahead of him were like you know lazy and that's a generalization but like like right. a lot of hippies and like didn't do anything and he's like well my generation like worked harder and like fixed that and then our generation our the the uh the stigma with our generation is like we just look at our phones and we, we're lazy but like i don't know that's just an unfair i, I, I actually mean, yeah i actually it's just a generalization this. which is unfair, i know but... and, and it stems from this weird idea of like pride for your generation and I never really Dude, get who cares? I, I don't feel, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't feel that at all. <laughs> I'm never gonna be like, oh, my generation's better than the one after me. It's like I might I, I might feel like my childhood was probably more fun than theirs, but like I don't like actually I'm not gonna be like on Twitter in ten years being like, Oh, they're doing things wrong. Like, no, like they're just a product of what we created. Right. Like I That's never a, I'm it's fascinating. Great point, bro. Have, it's fascinating this this idea of like tribalism that exists generation to generation. I ne- I think it's an American thing. I I want to say that. But I, I, I yeah. I think that it's just so weird to like experience it like like growing up and we're getting older and we're getting more educated and we're seeing this like thing where our parents like they don't like what we're doing as kids. It's like I know, but like it's just the way things are now. Right. You're not going to be able to change this. Like there's right. not a right or wrong way to do things in my opinion. And I think it's super heated up now because our generation, like, to me, what are we? Are we? We're Gen. I, I think we're in we between. Are. I think we're Gen Z or X, but we're in between millennials and Gen and the Gens or whatever. Right, right. So I just think we're in that weird our, pocket, late '90s, early 2000s. Which right. Is so weird. we'll just say that late '90s, early 2000s, like that generation is like coming of age now. Mm-hmm. So like that's why it's like it gets so critiqued heavily because it's like right. we're graduating college and we're like we're going to, like, run the world soon. Like, theoretically. Our and we're entering a we're fucked up world. And we are. So, and, I, I mean, whose fault is that? You know? The generation like, before us. <laughs> we're going to talk generations, right? Like, right. I mean, it's not my fault. It's not our fault, so. But at the end of the day, um, me and you aren't going aren't gonna to graduate college and be like, oh, fuck this older generation. No, we're just going to yeah. be like, all right, how do we navigate this? It's just like the way what's, it is. What's the move from here, you know? Like, right, I right. don't exactly. understand so, that. That's t- yeah, no, that's a good point. It is funny, though. Um no, no, no doubt. It's almost like it's almost like it's almost like it's a sports team. It's like, oh, like um, baby boomers, like we're better than you guys, and it's like they're so loyal to their generation that they can't like understand different generations and different Dude, ways of doing things. You know, it it totally connects to sports too. Um, just with like, especially in the NBA, like guys like Bill Lambeer, like Charles Barkley, like that kind of era, or even a little later, like yeah, man, like the NBA is so soft now. Right. Like, yeah, but there's also so many good things about it. Like, we're witnessing the greatest shooter of all time play, uh-huh. which is sick. And, like, people will be like, oh, like, it's, like, it's soft. Like, maybe, but, like, there's also a lot of benefits to it. Like, maybe you guys back in the day were just playing really shitty basketball. <laughs> yeah. Beating the crap out of each other, you like, know? Like, like, maybe maybe you going to the rim and, like, getting, like, Jordan getting tackled every play. Maybe that's like, not good for the league. Yeah, have that conversation and maybe protecting the players it yields more beautiful basketball yeah you could argue that less defense is being played but i mean everyone we're scoring 140 points a game sometimes like this this stuff is is great television yeah totally dude that's like people say like oh like old nba was fun to watch like no doubt of course it was like last dance all those clips Mm -hmm. of like old nba like guys like low scoring like defensive battles like i think that's cool but like also it's sick like like you said watch james harden or like steph curry yeah. play like that's sick too like that's so fun right. to watch so like and you know what's funny pegs just enjoy it like, you know what's so. funny 20 years from now when we're gonna be looking back we're gonna be the charles barkley's we're gonna be looking oh, back at the new generation how they play it and we're gonna be like oh you should have seen like our guys were better they were, it was more balanced then there was more shooting then or i don't know what the league is gonna look like then i have no but idea i don't see me and you being like 
oh yeah, like Steph Curry was better than him. He would be like, mm-hmm. no, like dude, like I just don't get it, man. Just enjoy it. Yeah, right. no, it is weird. Genera- generations are weird, man. Like it's it's, it's different. Like even um gonna get real meta here but mm-hmm. we're doing a podcast right now like that was something right. that like that's so new now to our generation like that's something maybe not our generation but even above us like right that's such a new form of like like we don't even know thinking of like entertainment like we don't even know what the next form of entertainment is gonna be like nobody knew what a no podcast idea. was which is which is an interesting thing right. but but now but now it seems like you know podcasts are just a a new way of doing like such a new way of learning things and and listening to things and i think i think that our the next generation will be like podcasts might even be different you know like that they're gonna be a new form of podcasts they'll be like and it's so interesting that i think me and you are gonna have a really like i think that like our dads have like a pretty like like expected of them type of lifestyle for mm-hmm. that for their generation but like will we just go like all the Darien kids that graduated, will we just go into Wall Street and just work for thirty years? A simple like Wall Street job? No, uh, I think we're gonna. I think it's gonna be like fascinating diversity in terms of what people are gonna be doing with their lives. I think so. I mean, what what's Especially your major? Our I don't even remember. Like, what's your major? I'm American studies. I'm at a liberal arts school, so, so there we can you do go. anything we want. Yeah, like what? Yeah. It's funny. It's like it's like a hybrid political science history major, and it means that I don't know what I want to do. So right. I want to just like learn about something I care about. And that's understandable. Like, I mean, right, I, I mean, like I don't think anyone, I think everyone says that they have an idea of what they want to do, but I think that when we enter the workforce in our generation, there's just going to be tons of different stuff and we're just right. going to try it and figure right. it out. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to like, I'll take whatever job I get. Like, right. Like as a too. young kid, like I'm just trying to like figure out where, where I fit. That's right, kind of what right. everyone's mentality, in my opinion, should. Yeah, be. no, and I, yeah, I think that's yeah, that's a good point too, no doubt. I think, I think, I think, and looking back to what we were saying earlier with like our dads, kind of like like you don't want to be the dad who forces their kid to play a sport. Right. You also don't want to be the dad or mom who kind of like forces your kid into a profession because they're just mm-hmm. not going to be happy. No, no, not at all. I yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think I, I think yeah. that is kind of a problem with our generation too. I, I think that I, I think that we have a lot of kids who are expected of to yeah, do certain like, things. Yeah, like it, like you'll just be like, like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna study business at school because that's just like what you do. Which I guess it's like, what my dad did, and my dad made a lot of money. Right, but it's like, also like, is that kid gonna be happy in twenty years when he's slaving in an office and it's just something his dad wanted him to do? That's right. what he even thought right. about and wanted to do. Right. But I, from like from that perspective, I mean, I get it. Like, it's like, yeah, right. like, I think like I want to be able to like have financial security when I graduate college and like get mm-hmm. a job. Like, that's understandable. Like, that's a, it's a scary thought. Like, graduating. Right. College. I guess my I guess my main point is like more so. I don't think that our generation is gonna be on those like like I think we'll have the business will never go away. Don't get me wrong on that, but I don't think it's gonna be as clear cut. Everyone just tries to get an internship. At these finance companies, I don't oh, think gonna that be, gonna is going to be. Gonna be I mean, we, it's just we, not going to. I think. I think a lot of people have that in their heads, and I think that it'll be super interesting seeing generation graduate into a crisis-ridden world and right. seeing what we end up doing. Right. My um, I always hear it like have faith in the uh, in the U.S. economy, man. Like just ha- like it'll, it, yeah. I, it might be a dumb take, but like I feel like it always works itself out. I don't right. know. We'll see though. But um, yeah. No, it's it, like, and with jobs too, like, it's funny. I've been watching Mad Men and then like the fifties, yeah. like advertising was like, w- like that was like what, what, uh, that was like the big job. Like advertising was like where you made a lot of money. Like that would be such a cool job, by the way. I know. So, but it's just like different. And then Wall Street happened in the, in the seventies and eighties and that like changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just interesting. Like we don't even know, like we're talking about it with Craig, like not even in just or sorry our friend craig he's, he was on the podcast but i think we were talking about it with him the with him the other night like even with music like what's gonna be the genre of music in like 20 30 years right and, and are, we, are you and i gonna look back at the newest hottest music and be like oh this is trash probably <laughs> yeah like, i think we just didn't are. grow up on it and we don't Bro, get it we don't relate to it you know yeah and it's, it's, yeah. it's so funny because like imagine like if you if we were um if we were kids in the in the like in the seventies or eighties, and like we we loved like rock and like Led Zeppelin or something, mm-hmm. and like we didn't know like what rap was, like and and NWA came in in like the nineties, like nobody knew what was coming there, and it right. sounded so weird at first, but now like that's music. Now now weird. rap is number one, clear cut on top, running yeah. the world, you know. So it's just like it's weird to think think about that, man. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I have a feeling it'll be 
like an EDM blend of stuff. Like, oh, I hate the sound of that. I know, I know. <laughs> hey, you know, it's Which funny. Our, I, I can already see myself me, being like, like, "This is trash," you know, to my kids. Which is, it's so funny to think about that because I am like roasting these guys for like roasting the generation before them but i could see myself critiquing the new era of music you know yeah i mean it's just different stuff it's like, like, like human stuff. nature to do that because you, you care about it you know right like that's right. true no. that's very true it is weird dude i um sorry random i just got a notification on my phone about the mlb like maybe it's kind of random because it's live but uh sorry i got a notification for the mlb like nearing a deal allegedly that's what is sorry. going on. With I do not even know. Like I, Rob Manfred, like people are so mad at him. But quick, I mean, quick I mean, segue, sorry, it's but. a dying sport. We already established this in the podcast. We all are on the same page that it, drastic changes need to make to save the sport and continue its growth. Right. What? How could you handle this worse? Mm-hmm. Do you want to? Do you want to kind of give a, a little background on what's going on? Well, it's a lot of it right now. Is it's they're called like prorated salaries. So by definition, they're going to make a percent of what they would make because they're playing fewer games. But I think what what's happening is the owners want to pay. They're basically saying like, well, we can't even pay what you're supposed to make if you play 70 games. So we're going to pay you 75% right now. And the players are basically like, no, it's not really worth it. And the owners are just like, I, I saw it on ESPN, like MLB owners have by far been like this, the most silent group of ownership in all four of the major sports right. in terms of getting it back. Like they have just not even, so... This might sound dumb. There might be news soon because I just got this notification. I don't really know what it is. But like a week ago, Rob Manfred said baseball probably will be back. Two days ago, he said he doesn't see a situation where it does happen. So it's just like, <laughs> it sucks. Man. Imagine like, being a player and, like, you're in, and you just got on a team and it's like a huge deal that you get games this year. Right. And this idiot, this idiot commissioner just can't get the owners on right. the same page and, and people, it's these archaic it's an archaic dude i just can't get over it. i'm so frustrated people, with people it. are saying like like i people were saying like oh like well, why are the players being like greedy like well a they just want their salaries and the owners are being right. fucking greedy right like pay them what like you got to pay them what their salary is based on and, the percentage and, and of what games they play it also sucks for baseball too because i think the coronavirus hit them like right at the beginning right play like, games spring training yeah Spring training, yes, that just fucked their entire season. It's literally the worst possible timing you could have imagined. But it's also like, and also the baseball, what, an 158 game season? Is that it? 62? I don't know. 162, yep. 62. Mm -hmm. So they, they, this season is in history of baseball will be so tarnished. There'll be an asterisk. Statistically, it will not be considered. And so, like, already the season is just getting a hit, and these owners are just killing these players by prolonging it. It's it's crazy right now, and all like the players are just open and open. Rob Manfred, the owner, like, or sorry, the commissioner, the players are just openly trashing him, which is hilarious. They're like, dude, yeah. like, I mean, deserved. Yeah, they're like, tell us when and where, like, we'll play. Just fucking pay us. Like, I so, saw that everyone's saying when and where, when and where on Twitter. I like that. Yeah, so maybe if they if they keep pushing like that, it'll happen. But it's crazy, man. Um, one one league that does have it figured out. You tweeted about it, or it seems yeah. like they're gonna have it figured out. Um. The yeah. NBA, they have this. They're gonna like stay in Disney, mm-hmm. stay at Disney hotels and play like this, which is this, hilarious to me. Yeah, dude, way. it's that's <laughs> you said it. Like we we talk about it a little bit. Like that's such a fun yeah. dynamic. Yeah, it's, imagining it's, them all in a hotel. Because I I played AAU basketball growing up, and it's a hilarious dynamic when you get in these hotels. Most of the other teams competing in the tournament are in like this hotel or the other hotel. So like. It's these random middle of nowhere hotels. Like for an example, like I'd go to the same tournament in Maryland every year. Bumblefuck Maryland just had this huge gymnasium, and everyone just stays at this one Holiday Inn. So you just have hundreds of like like high school or middle school kids on with their entire teams, like all sleeping in like the same rooms. And so like at night, everyone's just running around, like going to the vending machines, like going like walking on the street to get out like it's hilarious everyone's ding dong ditching pranking each other swimming in the pool and it's almost funny because you because you can't not see the other teams in there because they're just in the hotel with you right you know like you're just, so I just think that like i would love like just security cameras set up in that hotel just recording you i think that'd be hilarious dude you you tweet about it like um Giannis ding dong ditching people are like yeah uh, joel mb like ordering like yeah, room service to his room like that's just funny <laughs> like, it's, it's, i could just and also they have all these things set up like i think they're gonna screen like marvel like disney movies like all day and like there's ping pong but you can't pay doubles because of social distancing it's hilarious <laughs> stuff and there's a and there's a hotline did you see that 
No. What? There's a hotline. So basically, if you see someone violating social distancing or like breaking protocol, you can anonymously call the hotline and snitch on them, which is, by the way, that's <laughs> hilarious. I saw some, someone was like, oh, D'Angelo Russell is going to be the first to call the hotline. <laughs> that's so funny, bro. That's going to be, if they can just get a camera crew, it'd be like the funniest thing ever. Dude, yeah, because it's kind of along the lines of what we were talking about. Like, people. And it's fun to see like the personal side of these guys, and it's right. gonna, like I think it'll, that'll be hilarious. Like, like you, like you, <laughs> with like Kawhi, like he doesn't yeah. seem to have much of a personality yet, but like I think that'll be hilarious to see how he interacts right. with guys. Like, does he just stay in his room the whole time and just? Like, I, I, I have a feeling he's just gonna be like in his room playing two K the whole time. I, yeah, dude, like him and like who's on his team? <laughs> like, is Patrick Beverly still on his team? Like him? And yeah, Pat, Pat Bev. Because everybody George. hates Pat Bev because he's, like, annoying on defense. So him and Pat Bev are just going to be, like, outcasts just hanging out. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Pat Bev would be the type of dude to, like, just be, like, like chilling in the lobby, like, all night. <laughs> just, like, chirping guys. Like, we would, you, there's some AAU coaches that would just sit in the lobby all night long. Like, they just post up in the lobby. And <laughs> just, like, maybe they go to the bar. Maybe like, hey, they don't. Hey, they hey, just kind of chill and like, socialize. Don't, don't cause no trouble. Like, don't cause any trouble. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Like, you, yeah. you want to sneak out and, like, go get some ice cream with your boys at, like, 11 and your coach yeah. is just sitting in the lobby with some like whiskey shaking his head like yeah and like a cigar right oh man like, yo, I, and I, like and I don't even know like 7 a.m why are you up like <laughs> and i i feel like the nba going back is like i i just really hope that people don't take this title seriously because Agreed. i don't yeah. think it's gonna be fair without home field advantage playing a role and not with weird. everyone like there's not everyone is playing i guarantee you there's gonna be guys who sit out and i don't think that the team's without home field advantage and without, you know, being in a structured environment that we're used to seeing in the NBA playoffs, I just don't want, like, I obviously I'm a known LeBron hater, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you if the Lakers win the championship, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, he's the goat now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not, because I just don't think this, if if Giannis wins all credit to Giannis, but like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, Giannis, what an amazing performance. This puts him up in the top 25 all time. Like, I'm just not going to do this. Dude, just playing uh, it'll, it, it, it should be like a, um, they could play it like a exhibition cup almost because like, I don't know if that sounds right, but like, because playing a long season and then playing the playoffs, like, that plays a role, obviously. You need to to everyone's durable and all that. And it goes with like, staying um what's the word sorry oh stamina like having dumb having right. a lot of stamina and like stuff like that right. like that that plays a role in how you mm-hmm. how you play the playoffs how you play the season with load management and stuff so it just like it you know, there's, there's so certain much games like what, for sorry? example the golden state they had such a good home environment right like i can't emphasize enough that without the oracle they don't i don't know that they win as many titles as they do yeah like push like they might the lose a couple games like maybe they win the same amount of titles but they're not the series like the, many playoff games are shaped by the home Dude, court advantage yes fans can like will their team to victory and that's why they, i think this real has team. to have an asterisk on it it has to. i think it will i i hope i hope don't i hope people aren't like oh yeah this is it i mean it'll be fun to watch don't get me wrong right no awesome. I'm, I'm i'm overall excited it's happening yeah. i'm glad that the players could come together and agree that it seems like the majority of them want to play right but um I am, I am like, I mean, that's a great example right there. It's like, look at baseball and then look at the NBA. Exactly. They're, they're yeah. like more like, will, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, that's why I think Adam Silver is like the best commissioner because I think he's, oh, he's awesome. He's most in touch with like, not just social media, but younger people and like younger. Right. And just what's going on with the world. Yeah. You know? He's just more understanding the future of people. Like he just gets he it. He just seems to get it more. I think that's just the word. Right. Like, Roger Goodell does not get it. Rob Manfred mm-hmm. does not get it. Like, I, it's just right. not at all. So, what, um, speaking of like not having fans and having there be a difference, what sport do you think, um, has the most to lose without fans? You know what I mean by that? Like, what do you think is going to be changed the most without fans? Football. NFL. Like, for an example, no, I think college and NFL. I think that, yeah. like, like you, you obviously go to Penn State and you send me, you send me videos and I see them online. Mm-hmm. The whiteout game. Right. Like, huh, if they can't get that. I know, dude. I, and Penn State are just going in against Michigan and it's just like a practice field. Yeah. Basically, dude, that's I huge. I don't know. I, this is going to sound weird because, like, I want college football back more than anybody. It's, like, my favorite sport. Right. But... I don't know as a as a Penn State fan, as a fan of any big college football program, like is it worth it to have it back if fans can't come to the games? Like I think college football more so than the NFL, but also the NFL. Dude, like, it's yeah, no crazy. doubt. Like it's gonna imagine that like that like 
I was watching golf this weekend. Like that doesn't fucking matter. There's no fans. Like, it's right. like who cares? Right. Like, they can just do that. That's why people are golfing during quarantine because it didn't even matter. But, it was just a such a social um social distancing well, already. You know what I mean? Football without like I can't imagine that. I mean, I've watched a little bit of soccer without fans, and I guess I've gotten used to that. But like the NFL, like imagine watching like Bears, Packers, and Lambo in an empty Lambo field. Like what? I know. It's so sad to think about it. It just won't feel like it should matter. No, it won't matter, yeah. I mean, it will matter if they play, but... But it, it, it would hurt me if the Bears lost at Soldier and it was a close game and you just got to wonder what could have been. Like, man, know? if Aaron Rodgers had to, like, deal with noise. Or something. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, and I would just wouldn't be able to... Like, I wouldn't be able to get over that. Dude, yeah, crowd know? noise is a weapon. Like, at Penn State... It's um, a weapon. At the, at the Michigan way out last year in 2019, like... Jim Harbaugh had to call a timeout before the first play of the game because they played Mo right. Bamba and the stadium got so loud. Like, it, I'll never forget <laughs> that. Like, it was sick. Like, you can't just lose that. But I understand, especially college football, like, schools like Penn State, Alabama, Clemson, like, they need to play because of the amount of money that football brings in. Right. With TV and true. stuff. Like, I totally get that. But uh, it's just weird, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if it'll be a spring season. It's, it's starting to sound more that it'll be without fans. It'll be season round fans because you can't. I mean, you can't fill a stadium with hundred thousand people. It's it's a death wish. Yeah, like that can't happen. So right, and even even just even without that, like college football, NFL, like all the tailgating, like you're on top mm-hmm. of people the whole time. So right, I know. So it's just weird, man. So prayers up for it, man. Oh yeah, no doubt. I hope they figure something out. I hope maybe they'll like do half full. I've heard that, but we'll see, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But all right, I I, I feel like we we hit on a lot of. Topics today, we kind of nailed it on our yeah. own, dude. I, like we can do this. Yeah, lot. man. I I hope that people listening don't miss the third person. I think we did a good job, though. Just you know, yeah. discussing a lot of different topics. Yeah, going yeah. Topic to topic. Um, we will. Thank you for listening. Obviously. Well, oh yeah. No, thank you guys for uh for listening, even in this different format. It's gonna be so next week. We are going. Or actually, I won't announce our guest yet because it's not set in stone. But we are we're planning uh-huh. to have a guest next week. Um, and I'm still going to be away. So JT will be with our guest and then I'll be, we'll do the same format. Um, we'll call in. Um, and also, Oh, I think we talked about this before, but our mailbag, have we told them about that yet? Yeah, we plugged it. We, we haven't really set it up yet. So we'll probably, we'll probably explain the details for mailbag on the next episode we have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. So stay tuned to that. If you have any questions, throw them in your notes in your phone and, um, then we'll give you guys a service where you can send us those questions. Um, and then we can do them live and it'll be a really fun time. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, JT, I think that's all I got. What about you, man? All set. That's it, man. All right. See you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one.